Hi there. Welcome to the Fitmom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to hang out with you as always. Love chatting. Love hearing from you. Thank you, those who have left. Oh my goodness. I'm excited to tell you this. I shared it on Instagram, but uh, I was just going to say thank you for those who have left reviews or sent me emails or comments, to, um, you know, just talking about different takeaways that you have from the podcast. I love it because then we're actually having a conversation and I'm not just talking to myself or feeling like I'm talking to myself. But I'm so excited and thank you so much because if you have been around a while, I was talking about at the end of 2021, how it was one of my goals to hit 100 ratings on the podcast and really hard to just set that goal and like I really can't do anything <laughs> to achieve it. I can just simply humbly ask you to leave a review and I've it's at 100 now it might be over 100 by the time of this but it was at 100 and I'm just really thankful I appreciate it um it's just very kind of you and I love reading I read every single word of every review so I appreciate that okay I hope you're doing great how's your Lent going how's your spring going want to hear about all these things um and I truly do I use many of your comments, your feedback and things as not only Q&As, but also as full episodes. And this episode today is brought to you by a member of this the last eight-week group challenge that we just had. She brought up this question and we talked about it a little bit in the group and I wanted to go a little bit more in depth in it. And I told her as well, I would go more in depth into it on the podcast, which is why I love having this spot to hang out with each other because I, it's just easier to cover more ground. I hope it feels like and is like we're having a conversation and I'm just educating you on what this stuff is. And a lot of the times I'm pulling from other resources. Today, I very much so am. I I wanted to just um, try to make it as clear as possible and not give you my understanding of it. But because I'm not a nutritionist, I have a sports nutrition certificate, but I am not. um, I did go to school for dietetics and I don't even know how much of this they would cover there, (laughs) to be honest. So I wanted to get some statistics and whatnot for you as well. So I did today and we're going to chat about that I also just wanted to give a little shout out to my Chasing Greatness group ladies who are finishing out March. I hope you're finishing out super strong, getting your glute challenges in. Every single month we have a giveaway if somebody completes, well, hopefully many of you will complete whatever the focus was and then I draw a name from it and there will be a winner. Last month I just sent the winner a really fun meal prep cookbook to her doorstep and so fun. So next month if any of you want to hop in, the only prerequisite, I'm sorry to throw this asterisk on it, I prefer if you have already done an eight-week challenge. So those of you who have worked with me before or who have done an eight-week challenge, I would love for you to come join us in the group. I just ask that as the foundation to make sure that you've received that foundation from me that we go through in the eight weeks. So I will be doing an eight-week program in the spring that's totally different if you're more beginner status, but if you have already been down that road, come join us because April's going to be super fun as well. Okay, so what is the difference between organic, conventional, grass-fed? So we're going to stick to really meats today, not get into too much the difference between organic produce or conventional produce, things like that. I think that that tends to be more well-known. Like typically organic produce means they're not using pesticides and if they're not using um there's like a, a different, there's like a range of chemicals that they are not going to be using. It's going to be organic soil, all of that stuff. So I think that that one's pretty cut and dry. You either have the produce that was treated with chemicals or produce that was not. Um, maybe it's not that simple, but in general, that's how it tends to be 
for me and how I look at it. So I want to talk more about meat today. And I believe when this woman asked this question that it was more geared toward meats because I know she specifically asked grass fed and all that. And I think this is a really confusing world because if you just stroll on down the meat aisle, you're going to see like five different options, which is cool. It's great that we have all these options now and they're so readily available to us in like grocery stores. That's amazing. But it can be confusing because you're like, well, what's this one? Is this one? Does this one have hormones in it? (laughs) Is this one? Okay, this one's organic, but it doesn't say grass fed. This one says grass fed. Like, what is the difference? So again, I'm going to pull up some things for us today. But this little chart I found on the Cleveland Clinic website. And basically, they're saying when it comes to meat, the very best choice you can make is grass fed. So what this means is that all the animals that are certified grass-fed are raised in open grass pastures. So they're allowed to just graze and roam. They are not in cramped living quarters, like jammed in next to all the other animals. They can live like animals, right? So they can graze and all that stuff. Um, And they're not stressed out and their cortisol levels are not going up by being packed in next to other animals. They've got some space, some room to go, okay? Um, All... And then AGA is the American Grass-Fed Association. So all AGA certified meats are guaranteed antibiotic and growth hormone free. And this is just a really big tip point on the tipping scale here for me. Um, we'll talk about it more too when I talk about just organic meats. Think about everything you eat, right? Everything we eat, we're eating everything that animal ever ate. right? It's not that we are, um, if that animal was treated for sickness or that animal was pumped up with growth hormones, we're getting that as well. So you might be trying to get rid of toxins and like, really careful about other things you're doing, trying not to be antibiotic resistant and all the stuff, just trying to live really super overall healthy. But then you're like, okay, I'm eating chicken. This is healthy. Awesome might not be as healthy as you think if it's pumped up with hormones, pumped up with antibiotics and whatnot. So if something is American Grass-Fed Association certified, so it'll have a little AGA on it, you know there are no antibiotics, there are no growth hormones. They had really wonderful conditions that they were being raised in. They were grazing in grass pastures and probably not super stressed out, probably just happy little animals till they died. (laughs) Okay, Um, all of these animals, because it's the American Grass-Fed Association, All of them were born and raised on family farms in the U.S. as well. Okay, so that would be top option. Obviously, also the trade-off there is usually top dollar. Usually, it's going to be the most expensive option. So then the second best option to AGA is meat that is certified organic by the USDA. So USDA has a little bit lesser standards than AGA, but they are much higher than those set for conventional meat. Okay, so... This is typically actually where I settle for most of our meat that I'm picking up at the grocery store. I've shared on here before that I've tried to use a local family farm, family-owned farm, and I love doing that. Sometimes I have to supplement in between and pick up something here or there. I've been doing that where I'll like still do our meat order, but then I'll, I'll do that once a month, and it, and it gets delivered to us once a month, which is awesome, but then I will also go to the grocery store just when I'm getting other items and I will look at the stuff that's marked like as special today, you know, that's 
they are going to slash in price because it's about to expire and I'll just toss it in my freezer or whatever. So when I do this, this is usually the tier that I stick to. So now we're talking just organic, organic beef. I'll get more specifically into chicken after this, but organic beef is raised on a blended diet of grain and corn. And I'm still using the Cleveland Clinic website for you here. And they also graze on grass. So if they're not totally grass fed, they're getting grain and corn as well, which means, you know, essentially you're going to as well if you are eating this animal. Um, and then the USDA standards require cattle to live in a way that accommodates their natural behaviors. So that is supposed to include not being confined in spaces for long periods of time. Um, so allegedly and supposedly they're not supposed to be super cramped next to each other for a long period of time, right? Um, animals are not subjected to dangerous antibiotics and chemicals, does not say hormones there, but it does say dangerous antibiotics and chemicals. And then GMOs, it says, in order for meat to be certified organic, animals are fed 100% organic feed and forage, avoiding all GMOs and synthetic ingredients. So you're getting meat from animals that you're hoping got still got a lot of time outside. They live on a they have a blended mixed diet of grain and corn and grass and they still the standards in order to be organic are going to be a step above conventional just a little step down from grass fed but they're still a, a big step up from conventional is what they're saying and the prices this is where i think the prices get a little bit more middle of the road which is you know the only reason that i wouldn't buy grass fed obviously the top choice is grass fed if we all can't do that this would be the next best thing is to look for the organic meat because you know that what they're being fed is not harmful to us, <laughs> hopefully, right? And a big caveat to all of this, I was talking about this with a friend where um, we were talking about, you know, is the answer just to like not have meat because there's so many documentaries on this, like the terrible treatment of animals and maybe it's just better to go totally plant-based and whatever. And I just, I don't personally agree with that. And I don't think that that's the answer. I think that the ideal diet is truly like mostly plant-based with high quality meats in there. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about high quality meats, you know, organic and, and or grass-fed if possible. But it is true. The caveat is that unless you've actually visited the farm, you know exactly who you're getting your meat from. These standards may or may not be being upheld. So this is the kind of thing, ladies, like if you're like me, again, hopefully we're just sitting here having this chat. Let's not lose sleep over it. This is not hopefully ultimately going to be life and death here where we're trying to do what's best for ourselves and for our families. We're trying to be overall super healthy. If, you know, the meat that we're getting is not to a T with all of the conditions, okay, we tried, you know, you know what I mean? We tried to do the thing that we thought best. You could also look at that and say, well, then why am I going to bother to pay more? if they're not even living up to the standards. So I would think that through all this, the best case scenario is to actually know where you are getting your meat from. If you are able to do that, I think that's the number one choice and takeaway, regardless of if you're going to go grass fed or organic or whatever, knowing where it actually comes from, seeing how the animals actually are raised, I think is absolutely ideal. Meeting the farmers, talking to them, that kind of thing. So 
Um, I was super impressed. This is not, this has taken years <laughs> too, guys. If you're, some of you again listening to this are like, yeah, I did that 20 years ago. I've always known where my meat has come from and that's amazing. And then some of you are like, what? I just pick up whatever package is buy one, get one free from the grocery store, Brittany. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's a rabbit hole you can go down. But I just want to say that with the caveat because we can get really like pat ourselves on the back about, you know, oh good, this is the only kind I buy. And it may or may not be actually they may or may not actually be adhering to those standards. So like anything, we have to hope that they're doing their part and then we're just doing the best we can, right? Okay, and then I found a little, this really helped clarify for me between free range chicken and organic chicken specifically. Um, This I found on draxx.com, which was an interesting (laughs) source, but I was like, okay, um, this makes sense the way that they explained it. So I'm going to actually just read to you a lot of what I found on the website. Um, Okay. So on drx.com, he was talking about the free range chicken is not necessarily organic. So free range just means they're out in the grass, allowed to graze, they are not cooped up in their coops all day or in whatever their housing is like. So free range is not necessarily organic, but organic is basically required to be raised in a free range manner. So if you're going to get something with organic on it, it sounds similar to how they were describing it um, on Cleveland Clinic in regards to beef. Organic chickens are only allowed to have certified organic feed. They are not allowed to be given antibiotics or hormones. And they are supposed to be raised in a way, living in a way that they have the opportunity, this is a direct quote, organic chickens must have the opportunity for exercise, freedom of movement, and reduction of stress. So if organic beef or organic chicken, both are supposed to be living mostly a free range lifestyle. Like there's basically supposed to be getting all of this time that is out in pastures, not in cramped quarters with other animals right up in their business. What about free range chickens? Well, by USDA standards, again, from the website, they have to be able to go outdoors for some amount of time. Organic and free range chickens often have access to a pasture and to define pasture, it's typically a plot of land with nice green grass for grazing. So in general, if you're going to try to go organic or grass fed, um, for beef, grass-fed beef, you're not going to probably find it's it's saying grass-fed chicken, but usually it's um, organic chicken or free-range chicken and then organic or grass-fed beef. If you're going to go with either of those options for all of that, you're typically quote-unquote safe. Like it's, you know that by the standards, they're supposed to be getting some outside time. They're stress levels. That's the really big thing is, is they're not getting shot up with hormones and antibiotics. And then they're also allowed time to be out in the air in the sunshine so they're not you know it sounds like something that's my husband and I were talking about this and I'm like you know when they're all in cramped quarters and he's like well what's wrong with a chicken being close to another chicken it's the effect that it has on their bodies of spiking the cortisol and then them getting other um, things given to them to calm down in the medicines and whatnot so it's kind of a and then you're getting all that you're eating all that so Again, if you're choosing any of those, organic, free range, grass-fed, whatever, you're going to be a step up from conventional. Um, And this is still according to the website. The majority of conventional chickens come from factory farms. This means the chickens are packed into cages, which leads to unsanitary and unhealthy conditions very quickly. The confinement also means these chickens are more likely to get sick, 
which is why the majority of conventional chickens are pumped with antibiotics for most, if not all, of their lives. These antibiotics don't go away and can still be found in the conventional chicken meat offered at supermarkets, restaurants, and fast food chains. Fast food chains. It's an unsettling but true fact that 80% of all antibiotics sold in the U.S. are actually marketed to animals, not sick people. Conventional chickens are most often raised in cages if the chickens are... And then it just talks about like how big the cages are. And it says, conventional chickens do not typically get to go outside at all. There is absolutely zero roaming or free-range time indoors or outdoors. Chicken antibiotics are commonly given due to these conventional birds to these conventional birds due to all of the sicknesses that occur from them living in close living quarters. So it's all personal, right? Ladies, like we have to just decide what's best for our family, what we can do. Things like this, when I delve back into it, when I read it freshly, like when I did for this podcast and looked up a couple different things to just freshen myself up. Like, again, I know I'm just in such a pattern of what I do for my family that sometimes I forget how to explain it to others, right? And to like properly go into the differences. Cause as you can tell, the differences are a little bit minute between the organic and free range and whatnot. Um, but as I was freshening up on this, I'm like, man, here it is again. Like once you read that and hear that about how sick these conventional chickens are, this is just me personally. I'm trying to give you the facts without the bias, but here's my thought on it. Cause that's what you're gonna get. If I can't afford the step up, it makes me not want to eat the meat at all. You know what I mean? That's my takeaway. My takeaway is I really love to give my family the healthiest that I can. And what that's looked like for us, and I've talked about that in cutting grocery costs, basically going for better, not more, where like if we're buying meat, it's high quality meat. Again, as much as we can control, because obviously we eat at friends' houses, we eat at family's houses. Um, when we host a big party and throw burgers on the grill and stuff, you can bet it's not going to be 100% grass fed, grass finished because it would be ridiculous. Um, you know what I mean? And for that purpose, it's not that we don't love the people we're going to have over, but you've got to do what you can do. Right. And, but I feel the same about if we go out to eat or we go to someone's house, like that's fine. These are, again, it matters what you do most of the time, not some of the time, but this makes me just want to buy top quality and then make it a little bit less. And this is something my husband's been coming around to too. And I think it's just a discussion between if you are married, you and your husband to have for your household, or you can decide what you want to do. But because he definitely would prefer meat at every meal. We do meatless Fridays. But other than that, he would love to have meat at every dinner. He always has meat at lunch as well when I, I pack his wraps every day and those kinds of things. Um, but we've talked about it and, and I've said like, okay, if we, you know, there's only, you've got to make sacrifices. So are we good with some nights we have a soup that's packed with beans and vegetables and whatever other things to fill it up, maybe some quinoa or farro or rice or whatever. And then like a nice quality sprouted grain loaf of bread or sourdough that I'm going to make or something. And then other days we can have this like beautiful chicken and have a, a nice meal of grilled chicken and vegetables and da da da. And he's totally on board with that. And we both just realized like, it's not going to be our favorite meal. If we're having, you know, breakfast dinner is not going to be our favorite meal, having like quiche or whatever, but it makes it possible for us to buy those top notch meats for the other days. So absolutely take all of this and do what you think is best. Um, 
just here to lay out the facts for you. And the facts are a little bit scary when it comes to the conventional ones. And you can see it in the food, not necessarily always in the beef, but in the chicken when I have, because for years I would go back and forth like, oh, okay, but it's just so much more expensive. I'm just going to buy a package of conventional this week because look how much I can get. The breasts are huge. And I'm like, oh my goodness, look how huge these chicken breasts are compared to the organic ones. I also really like the taste of organic ones much better. I didn't think there was going to be such a taste difference. And it's so funny with personal preference because my dad, they ordered from the same family farm and my dad's like, oh, this tastes disgusting. Like I want my, I want my chickens to eat whatever they want that I don't want. <laughs> like I want my cows to eat as much grain as they want because this grass feds disgusting and whatever. It's so funny because it's just a lot of what you are used to. But um, yeah, take it with a grain of salt, see what you can do with it. But that's how we're managing things over here is trying to go middle of the road. We're definitely not getting everything super top notch. And then if again, it's friends, family and a, a big birthday parties, we're definitely not getting top of the line grass fed for everybody. But Oh, this is the last point I wanted to make on this. I was going to say, where was I going with <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, seeing these huge chicken breasts that are pumped up with hormones and things, it's so important in raising kids to me, where at first I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe when they're older, I'll, I'll care more about it. But we have to just do your own research and connect the dots of why are we hitting puberty so much earlier as a culture than we used to? Why are testosterone levels scary low? in men currently. And it could be a lot of things. It could be environmental factors and technology, 5G, whatever you want to attribute it to. I'm sure there's a ton of environmental factors that go beyond food. But for me, this is just one area where I'm like, okay, I, if I can mitigate it as much as I can, that's what we're going to do. So that's it. That's what I got for you, what I'm sharing with you today. So if you have anything to add to this conversation too, especially those of you, there's probably some of you listening who raise your own meet because a lot of you I know are into homesteading and things like that. So I would absolutely love to hear your opinion on this too. And I would love to revisit this, maybe even have you on. That'd be super fun um, and see what your thoughts are and what you do for your family. But thank you to the wonderful participant who brought this up for us. And as always, I welcome your feedback at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. You can email me or message me on Instagram, fitmomlifetothefullest. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next time. Bye.